You're listening to episode 257 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking about why failure is feedback in disguise. And (laughs) I I love this type of conversation because I have to tell you, I I have the most incredible clients. I, I just, every day that I get to work with some of these humans, I'm like, how how did you fall into my life? <laughs> I just have the most amazing uh, humans that seem to enter my, my orbit. And the people who, you know, all of anyone who listens to this podcast, who reaches out, I'm just always so thrilled and over the moon because it. I have to pinch myself sometimes that I get to be in such close proximity to all of you incredible people, anyone who seems to be in the online space here. It's just so cool. And this is something that I particularly love about the people that I work with because they are so um, growth oriented to the point where, you know, they'll, they'll come to me uh, as they're undergoing a really major life transition or dealing with a breakup. And we are doing a lot of work around like relationship coaching and, and getting really clear on, on the relationship with, with yourself first and foremost, like that, that human connection piece starts with you. And what I love is that they look at the situations that they are undergoing and dealing with, not as failures so much as redirection and how can they grow from this and how can they learn from this? And I don't want to minimize when I say that, I don't want to at all minimize the seriousness and sometimes the the really like traumatic, heavy, heavy things that people go through because there's a lot of coaches in the online space that, um, they, they will take a really difficult situation and then just sort of push you forward. Like, okay, find a lesson, pull it out. And then this is how you heal. And then you move on that's not how it works. (laughs) That is not how it works. That is not how I would ever coach anyone. That is not how I would teach on this podcast. That's not how I live my own life. When we go through something heavy, there still has to be space to grieve and to feel it and to work through it at your own pace, because that's going to look different for everyone. And yes, there will come a point where you can pull a deeper sense of purpose from your pain, but it does you a disservice. Like you're doing yourself a disservice and and any coach who tries to teach you to do this is doing you a disservice. If you're ever being taught 
to just sort of skip that part. Like, oh, you know, just, just adjust your mindset and, and just do this. And it's not a quick fix. There is no, no magic pill that we can take to fast forward in life. That isn't how it works. And a lot of times the, the heaviest, darkest moments of our lives are in my experience, both in my own life and with so many people that I, I speak to those really dark moments are often followed by absolutely incredible, um, not, not just growth, but just really amazing things that can come into your life after you've, you've moved through that, but at your own pace, at your own pace, especially when all of us are going through this, this collective, you know, this, this pandemic burnout (laughs) that we're experiencing at this point, that the level of uncertainty and just how much the world has changed in the past year and the, the humans that we miss and the people that we want to hug and the, the sense of normality that we would all love to go back to. And we don't even know what that sense of normality is going to look like on the other side of this, because we all know that it's not going to look like what it did before any of this happened. And that's just one example, but there are so many different things that can happen in life that can feel like failure in the moment. And when I, when I talk in this episode about how failure can, can be a, a redirection, I just really want to make clear that that does not mean skipping past the pain and trying to bypass it because that doesn't work. And anytime we try to bypass our feelings, they will come back and bite us in the ass 10 times over. I, it, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. So I just want you to keep that in mind as, as you listen to this episode. Um, but we're going to be talking about resilience and stuff as well. It, it's funny. I, I was um, posting on my Instagram stories. I, I'm over at Emily Goff Coach. So come on over and, uh, and connect with me over there. I would love to chat with you in the DMs. I answer all of my DMs, by the way. And everyone always seems surprised. It's always so funny to me that like I'll answer DMs and respond to DMs. And I feel like sometimes people are some, for some reason, shocked that I respond. It's like, yeah, it, there, there is a real human on the other end of this. So I would love to connect with you. Jump over to, to Emily Goff Coach. Um, you know, just reach out. I would love to chat. And when I was asking about uh, whether people want to hear about failure or resilience, uh, more people voted for failure. But then as I was putting the episode together, I thought, well, actually, failure has a lot to do with resilience. So we're going to get into that a little bit as well, because resilience is born from moving through hardship and making it to the other side. And when we talk about failure being feedback in disguise, failure can often be a redirection and it can just be pushing you down a different path or or pushing you to try something different or to continue moving down the same path. And that's where it takes a little bit more resilience sometimes, right? Like you can have a failure, but that doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path. It might just mean that it's an obstacle. It's something that's in the way. And it's almost like the universe testing you sometimes like, Ooh, like how serious are you about this? (laughs) I'm going to throw a couple things your way and see how you manage this one. (laughs) And it's also important to note here. I really want to make this clear. When, when we experience a failure, it's just that it's an experience. You have then experienced failure. 
It does not mean you are a failure. There's a big difference there because a lot of times, sometimes we can internalize that sense of failure and then it becomes shame. So the difference there is, uh, you know, if we're talking about failure, it's like, well, I am bad is shame talking versus I did something bad. Not to say that failure means you did something bad. I'm just using this as an example. So shame is, is internalizing it in terms of like, I am statements, like I am a failure. I am bad. Whereas guilt is I, you know, some, something failed, like something failed for me or uh, I, I did something bad. And that's an enormous difference because when we internalize it, you know, Brene Brown talks about this, like shame cannot survive being spoken, but shame will, will eat you alive. If you allow it to, it will absolutely consume you. And both of of those guilt and shame are, are both incredibly heavy, but shame is worse. Shame is so much worse. Guilt means recognizing that you're not a terrible human, but that you, you know, maybe you need to do something differently. And that's part of that, that redirection, right? I was actually speaking to uh, a friend not long ago about this whole idea around, um, whether we make changes based on thinking that we're, we're bad. Like we, you know, I am bad versus I did something bad. And there is a lot of research to back this up. And, and this, this ties in with like the shame versus the guilt. It's like positive reinforcement in, in some ways, um, just in comparison to not that, not that holding a lot of guilt is, is positive reinforcement, but when we think about internalizing it, it doesn't motivate us to, to change because the shame is so heavy. It's so all consuming that it's so difficult to break out from under it to make any kind of a change. Whereas if we recognize that we're maybe carrying guilt, that, that we did something wrong or we, we don't like how something went and, and we want to do something differently, it's, it's been scientifically proven that it's so much easier to be able to make a change from that place as opposed to trying to get out from under that heavy, heavy weight of shame. But when it comes to failure, most of us will do almost anything to avoid it. Because a lot of times we, we prefer to stay comfortable until the pain of remaining the same becomes too much to bear. And it challenges our identity. So for example, maybe you spent your entire life believing that you were going to be uh, an astronaut or a pro athlete and you run into failures. So let's say if you're going to be an astronaut, you know, uh, maybe you, you tried to get into to NASA and you got turned down and there, there was no chance of, of reapplying. Like you had like one shot and that was it. That, that sense of failure that can sink you if you've wrapped up your entire identity with that or pro athlete, there have been countless examples of people who spent, you know, their entire lives training either, you know, for the Olympics or, or to make an NHL team or, uh, you know, be pro athlete of some kind and maybe had a devastating injury. And then it's like everything that they were working towards is pulled out from under them. And that makes failure even more difficult because we've then wrapped 
our, ourselves, our entire identities up in this idea that we have of who we were going to become. And when that's pulled out from under us, we don't know what to do. That's, we have to start, start back at square run, at square one again. And yeah, that, that can be a beautiful opportunity for growth, but it sure as hell doesn't feel like it in the moment. Like it would not feel like that in the moment at all. And then we can get into victim mindset too. So we can start blaming, you know, and I'm not talking about uh, those particular instances, but just in general, when we run into failure, we can maybe blame other people or things or circumstances for, for problems that have come up for, for those failures that have arisen. But when you realize that you are responsible for you and your own life and that no one is coming to save you, that can be both terrifying and also an incredibly empowering decision that you make. When, when you realize that you are the one who holds the keys to your own life, yeah, it might mean that, that you are the one who has gotten you to where you are right now where you maybe aren't thrilled about it, but it also means that you can get yourself somewhere else too. You can decide where you want to go and then you can start to shift that a little bit to start making different choices. Sometimes too, you know, we may fail because we don't actually believe that it's possible. Now, this is partly why things like representation and inclusivity and diversity matter so fucking much. Because imagine living in in a world where you have never seen anyone who looks like you do the things that you want to do. That doesn't mean that you can't do them, but it automatically almost ingrains in you the doubt because if no one else has ever done it, it's really hard and and other people have done it, but maybe you just haven't been able to see that. It, it plants that doubt that makes it a lot harder for you to be able to get to where you want to go. This is why representation matters. This is so important. And when I'm talking about, you know, not failing because you don't believe it's possible, I'm also not talking about like manifestation here so much as just the actual belief in your own abilities. Because if you overestimate what you're capable of, you will still come out ahead of those who even subconsciously underestimate their abilities. Research has demonstrated this uh, before, especially like with athletes and stuff as well. At least if you believe what's possible, you're more likely to actually try. So if you set yourself some big, massive goal and you work towards that, even if you fall short of that goal, you're still going to be farther ahead than the person who didn't believe that, that even setting that goal was a possibility, right? You're, you're automatically still going to be ahead. So that belief, like that, that deep inner belief in yourself is so important. And it also, I will say, it also is so incredibly amazing if you have someone in your life who also believes in you. And that is a gift. Not everybody has that. And it's really hard if you don't have that because we will all have days where it feels just harder than others. So if you can find someone in your life who believes in you, who can help to lift you up a little bit on those tougher days, that is such an incredible privilege. 
the other side of, of this whole idea around uh, overestimating what you're capable of versus underestimating, the other side of that is that if you believe you're going to be the next Oprah, for example, that can put a lot of pressure on yourself and it can keep you from ever getting started at all. Because we can start to overanalyze and overthink rather than actually taking the action and learning along the way. And trying to emulate someone else rather than tapping into your own strengths and abilities is also a recipe for failure. So if, if we want to be the next Oprah and then we're looking at her entire you know, biography and, and okay, well, she did this to get there and then she took this step and, and uh, this is how she shows up and all those things, you're going to lose your biggest gift, which is you. Like you, the essence of you and who you are and your own strengths, what you are best at. If you try to be someone else, people can sense that and it's not genuine either. And then you are again setting yourself up for failure there. Another problem, we're too fucking distracted all the time. We are too distracted all the time because a lot of times we are too busy listening to everyone and everything else around us. We are in this state of constant information overwhelm and it can put us into a state of paralysis because we start to believe the lie that like, okay, well, everything has already been done. Well, yeah, a lot of things have been done, but not necessarily in the exact way that you would do them. And no one else is going to be able to come to the table with your exact experiences and, and your, your history, your biography, your perspective in life. But a lot of times we're so busy. We are, we are bombarded with information like no other time ever in history, ever. <laughs> and there's, we've never been so overwhelmed with information. So you have to be really careful about that sometimes. And sometimes I'll put myself on uh, an information diet where I will just, there was a good period, um, a few months back where I didn't listen to any podcasts for, I would say four or five months. I didn't really read any nonfiction books. I didn't listen to any podcasts because I needed to give myself the distance and the space to get clear in my own head. I, I felt like I had been overwhelming myself. Now, lately I've been going back into immersion mode, but very intentionally because I'm, I'm really like looking to expand my knowledge in a couple of areas. So I'm, I'm reading a ton of books right now. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, but I'm always very cognizant of the fact that sometimes when we get into that immersion state of, of, you know, bringing in all kinds of information, it can again, keep us from ever taking action. We get so busy with bringing in the information that then we don't actually output any, any type of action to get us to where we're trying to go. So it's a really fine line. And, th and that's something that, that you can figure out for yourself too. But you have to believe that you deserve whatever it is that you're going after as well. If you don't believe that you deserve what you're going after, you're, you're going to fail. Like that, that's just inevitable. You're going to fail because you have to believe that you're, that you are deserving of it, that you are worthy of it, that you are good enough for it. And I tend to have a bit of a, a mantra sometimes about to fail faster. And that might seem weird, you know, like so many of us spend our entire lives trying to avoid failure as much as possible, even though many of us know, because we've all experienced failure in, in one form or another, that failure can also be the absolute best opportunity for growth, right? 
but I tend to have adopted this mantra around fail faster when it comes to relationships, when it comes to business, when it comes to life. Um, for one thing, I don't really believe that there is failure in relationships. I, I don't really, because a lot of times what we consider societally to be a failure of a relationship is just one that ends. Well, how many relationships actually make it to, until the death do us part these days? It's only about what, 50%. So we have to really think about that in a different way and to start redefining how, what, what we consider to be failure when it comes to relationships. Because to me, if, if you learn a huge amount from a relationship and you're able to take that and, and to learn from that, that pain, like to take that pain and to turn it into a deeper sense of purpose, to, um, to have it allow you to love someone else, you know, somebody who's, who's maybe better suited for you more deeply because of those experiences, was it really a failure? This excludes anything to do with, with abuse or, or anything like that. Like I, I'm never talking about like abuse and, um, yeah, that, that's a completely separate issue. But when we're talking about failure in relationships, I think we need to rethink how we define failure in relationships and, and whether it comes to relationships or business or life, if we can fail faster, so-called, then that can actually get us to where we're going more quickly, right? So as opposed to uh, staying stuck in a relationship you know isn't working for 10, 15 years, maybe the next time you're, the, the relationship is only a few months long before you realize, hey, you know what, this isn't exactly what I'm looking for. So you move on to the next, which then opens you up to maybe the, the, the relationship of your dreams, right? We have to stop believing that failure is, is always a problem and start thinking of it as an opportunity sometimes. And something I, I want to point out here too is that failure can leave us feeling as though we have no options at all. And I am very deeply familiar with that feeling of failure not feeling like a redirection in the moment. <laughs> it can feel like a crushing blow instead. But I want to remind you because I have had people remind me of this in, in dark moments. So I want to take this opportunity to remind you as well. You always have choices. You always have choices. You might not like the choices in front of you, but you always have choices. And that can be something really important to remember on, on dark days too. And when it comes to this whole idea of resilience, when it comes to failure, they are so deeply interconnected because you build resilience by encountering failure and moving past it. The most resilient people I know are also the ones who've been through the most shit. They've had things fall apart. They've had to start over multiple times in a variety of different ways. But resilience is the key to your ability to thrive as opposed to simply surviving if you choose to make that choice. But for some, it, it's easier to wrap our identity up in our stories and to choose to stay there. To prefer to stay suffering and to replay the, the failure over and over, over in our head and to, to only ever think of it as failure. And that is a choice, just like it's a choice to choose something different. So it comes down to what you ultimately want. 
there was a, a really beautiful quote by uh, Dr. Sarah Lewis. She's um, uh, she's the author of The Rise, I believe is, is her book name. Um, and I, I found her, I came across her on Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. And the quote is, quote, the word failure is imperfect. Once we begin to transform it, it ceases to be that any longer. The term is always slipping off the edges of our vision, not simply because it's hard to see without wincing, but because once we are ready to talk about it, we often call the event something else, a learning experience, a trial, a reinvention, no longer the static concept of failure, end quote. How beautiful is that? That that's and and that sums all of this up perfectly. That we we will talk about failure, but a lot of times the people that you speak to when you ask them about their their biggest failures, they will regularly tell you that that so-called failure may actually have been the best thing to ever happen to them, or that you know that led them down this this other really incredible path that they never would have encountered otherwise. Or it it can go on and on and on like like. Like she, uh, like Dr. Sarah Lewis said in the quote, it can be like a learning experience, a trial, a reinvention, right? And that's where you get to decide what failure not only means to you, but what failure can become for you. And I hope that that maybe gives you some hope. If, if you are up against uh, what feels like a really heavy failure right now, to think about it a little bit differently, to think about it as feedback or a redirection or a learning experience, not to rush you through pulling the learning out of it, but to start to plant that seed that, that there could be something different that's on the other side of this. That's really, really important to remember. And I know how hard it is in the moment, but if you can switch your, the way you think about it sometimes, it can make things just a little bit easier and to give you some light at the end of the tunnel. It does not mean that you get to fast forward through the pain, but it does mean that it can give you some hope to start to shift things for yourself. So I hope this has been helpful. This is a reminder that I sometimes really have to come back to myself (laughs) and it, it can be really helpful. I've had so many moments where I've encountered what feels like a brick wall of failure. And instead I'm imagining, um, that scene in Harry Potter where there's all the doors that they have to choose from. (laughs) And sometimes we encounter one locked door and it just means that there's another one unlocked right beside it that we just hadn't noticed before. And imagine what's behind that door. It could be something, it could be some, some magical unicorn that you don't even know about. (laughs) that you didn't even know existed until you opened the door. And how special is that going to be? So I hope that this gives you some hope. Um, Let me know if this resonated with you. I would love it if you'd take a screenshot, if you would share it on social media. Again, jump over to Instagram, tag me. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach. Just reach out to say hi. I would love to say hello. And let me know if uh, you are interested in working with me one-on-one as well. I do have some slots open right now. So again, the easiest way is to shoot me a DM um, or check out the show notes over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for your time as always, and we'll be back soon. (music) 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.